Welcome to the Wild Grand Rapids message of the week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy L. Ali. Amen. Wow, wow. Today is a new day. Today, I will be transformed by the power of God, by the presence of God, by the word of God, never to be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I've got a lot, lot, lot going on in my spirit, so we'll see what the Lord's going to do. Um, how many of you know that our God created the heavens, the earth, he created you, he created me, and that he's bigger than all of this? I want to read part of a word I've contemplated um, since I received it, and I've gone back and forth on it, um, just because it's offensive. And I got it by, I received it from a dear friend um, from Bethel, um, and her name's not important, I'll just say her name. She is a pastor there. And as I was reading it, I just so agree with what I was reading. And um, it really is time for the church to wake up and to rise up. This is not a time to retreat. This is a time to take back what's ours. And the enemy is doing everything he can to silence us. I asked somebody today, this morning, um, they were wearing a mask, and I said, um, why are you wearing that? Because I know the individual, and I was surprised to see it on them, and they said, because I just chose to. And I was like, that I can deal with. They chose to. That's a difference. There's a difference between choosing to do something and being told that you have to do it. There's a difference. And little by little, if we're not careful, we are losing our freedom to choose. You can choose to social distance. You can choose to wear a mask. Psalm 12, verse 5 says, Because of the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. Help, Lord, for the godly are no more. The faithful have vanished among men. This, of course, seems like a dramatic overstatement, as David is prone to do. Today, with all that is going on, I am sure many of us have been tempted more than once to just cry out, help. Unique here, though, David is not just discouraged by the evil people he expects nothing good from. He is having a hard time as it seems godly or faithful people are vanishing. That word faithful in Hebrew means nourishing, to foster as a mother, to foster as a father, to be carried by a nurse. 
such interesting definitions that would, could aptly apply in several ways. Failure or lack or foster parenting. The faithful, nourishing, nurturing, godly men seem to be scarce. Many have felt quite stunned by their church pastors and leaders as they have shown no fight to gather with their congregation. Obviously, often out of fear and safety concerns. 2020 has exposed the lack of courage and the consequences that are going to be bigger than most imagined as the post-pandemic scenario will reveal. True Christian leadership has never been about safety and compliance first. Today it is the default behavior and is disheartening enough to lead many to say, help Lord. This time, not just from the ungodly challenges that are many, but the lack of evidence of the helper. Having said all of this, let me applaud the example of Shayan. How many of you know who he is? He's a pastor in California. Who is legally taking on the state of California as he shows true apostolic leadership. Apostles never think safety first. The Holy Spirit, help, was not poured out so we could be meek examples of compliance and safety first. It was to release boldness and the power to witness. Acts 1.8, the word witness in Greek is martis, which is what we get from the word martyr. Holy Spirit empowerment was for embracing the risk of death. The American church has limited opportunities, it's true, we have limited opportunities to display this type of boldness, and so far is overall greatly failing at this test. There are churches that have to meet all over the world who that they know that when they meet, they could die for worshiping God. Jesus paid the biggest price. He gave his life so that we could sit in these chairs, so that we could worship and spit all over everybody in the front row. This will be the scathing indictment of present church leadership, particularly in hindsight, when the Wizard of Oz smoke and mirrors manipulation gets even exposed. We have been shut down by shadows from behind a curtain. Even now, the data reveals that this deadly virus has a 99.4% survival rate, normal seasonal flu rate for those who get it. At that rate goes higher every day as more and more people are tested. The hypocrisy of the whole masking social distancing mandate is glaring. If it works, then why can't we meet and go about our business? Why can't we get in election lines and vote as normal while doing that? If it doesn't work, then why force us to do both? Meanwhile, our church leaders say, can't we do the loving thing? Can you just worship at home and meet online? Funny how pre-pandemic that was considered abandoning the biblical mandate to assemble. 
Believe me, many are getting it. If worshiping at home, doing church online is legitimate Christianity during hard times about to go into the sixth month, then it is legitimate at all times. The church was already abandoning the building before all of this. Somebody better show some kind of kingdom medal. I understand that this can be more complicated in other nations, but here is the main constitutional right and a foundation pillar for this nation. During the brutal Revolutionary War fought in the midst of a much more deadly smallpox outbreak, there was no masking, no social distancing, and churches continued to meet. But of course, there was no Wizard of Oz to get on social media back then. It is all good, though, at this present test, will surface the new edgier church wineskins and the new out-of-the-box and edgier leadership. Yes, they will be known by love, but not love missing its key ingredients of power, of risk, and of courage. For God so loved the world that he masked and socially distanced instead of in the midst of a pandemic of sin, he risked it all and he gave up. Help us, helper, with some kingdom guts. And yes, they wanted to use a different word. Another truth in verse 7, David speaks of the Lord preserving the oppressed from this lying generation. Verses two through four are all about this. Neighbors lie to each other, flattering lips, boastful tongues. Will we lie to our heart's content? Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? Or as another version says, we will triumph with our tongues. The mainstream media is clearly the vivid example of this. They believe it can keep flooding with lies and they will triumph in all of their evil aligned agenda. This is the emphasis on the word pay, the season that we are in, P-E-Y, pay, means mouth or breath. We find the mouth of twisting Leviathan quite active. The Lord spoke to me through a recent dream that once 2020 is past, we will realize the most of what we thought was going on this year was a lie. Fake everything. This is the year Leviathan tried to sweep the world away in like a flood of lies. Now, notice I said tried. I already count him as having failed. I will now arise, says the Lord. Our key verse of the day comes in here. I will now arise, says the Lord. The lying agenda has been key in advancing the oppression of the weak and the groaning of the needy. Many of you know about it. If you talk about it on social media, you will get censored by the big boastful tongues of our day that go by harmless sounding names such as Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google, Instagram. The war of the day is being fought here and not on the traditional battlefields with tanks and soldiers. It too gives the illusion of it not being a war when the truth is millions more are dying and groaning from this non-conventional war than the traditional war 
suppression of cures, suppression of dangers of certain foods, suppression of dangers of certain drugs, suppression of secret death agendas, suppression of needed corruption exposure, and the connected promulgation, excuse me, and promotion of every kind of evil and corrupt politician, influence and influencer, is what war looks like today. People keep saying, we might be going to war. And I say, and they say, I hope not. I say, we are at war. I have not cast down scary dreams because I think all is safe. I cast them down if they don't show God is at work and God is winning. But yes, it is war. Millions are being enslaved and millions are being killed. Abortions, vaccines, drugs, contaminated food, and water have literally been intentionally and strategically weaponized to kill. In fact, the death machinery is extensive. And the Lord is now in the midst of executing a huge rescue operation from heaven. The original Operation Rescue of Randall Terry was rescue from abortions. We are living out rescue operation. This is where God saves America, and by extension the whole world, from a sophisticated and long-plotted abortion of destiny that was going to include many natural deaths. He has heard the weak and the needy he has heard the children. Everything you are seeing played out in society here in 2020 is because of this rescue operation that is in place. God is now arising, so we may now arise. Verse 6 of Psalm 12, the Lord's promises are pure like silver refined in a furnace seven times over. This means that the promised rescue operation as well as personal promises from God that you have held on to are headed to a time of fulfillment. Have your promises from God been so tested and refined that it just feels like they're going back into the furnace over and over again? Well, here's the good news. There is an end to in sight. Something important has been secured with every excruciating delay. We are about to be rescued from the lying agenda regarding our promises as well. The now arising God is doing just that. Johnny and Elizabeth Enslow. We are in a season where we have to choose to believe that the word of God is true or it is not. And if we believe that it's true, and as a leader, I will stand before God. And so when he said it was time, I said it's time. And I opened up my doors before most churches were even open in Grand Rapids, and many still are closed. This is a time for us to be bold and courageous as Christians. Love does not look like not allowing the true power of the Word of God to come forth. Real love means speaking the truth in love. And that the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. And how many of you know that it offends? Jesus did not walk around patting people on the back and trying not to offend them. He walked around declaring that he was the son of God. 
And that offended a lot of religious leaders because the Pharisees didn't like it. He did not come the way that they thought their Messiah should come. So they denied him. We have to be careful that we don't have our own agenda and that in America, we don't know what it's like to be persecuted as a church. But there's many countries that do know what it's like to be persecuted. And we have to be willing to say, I will die for Jesus Christ. I will die for Jesus Christ. I will, I, I, I remember it was a few weeks ago, and I, does this, listen to what I'm saying. Do I believe that there is a virus out there? I do believe that there's a virus out there. Do I believe that the 0.6% or whatever that is, um, that gets sick from it, gets sick from it? I mean, yes, you get sick from it. Just like if, if you have a weakened immune system, if you're an elderly person, you could have a harder time with this virus. Are you listening to me? I'm not discounting that. But I also know that I have to believe that the word of God is true. And he says, lay hands on the sick and that they will recover. So we don't retreat. We actually move and push forward. Feel free to send your emails to info at thewellgr.com. I will not be reading them. So just know, like, our circumstances, they don't determine our destiny. Who determines our destiny? He does, and I do. And if you're here, if you've chosen to social distance, if you've chosen to wear a mask, I applaud you because it's your choice. There's a difference. I hope you hear what I'm saying. There's a big difference. Hebrews chapter 10. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So much more as we see the day approaching, that we hold fast to our confession. What are we holding fast to? She sang it. What are we holding fast to? Hope. Hope is rising, hope is rising, hope is rising. Hope is rising. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the glory of God can be seen. We get to carry around the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we don't like that part, but it's true. We get to do that. We get to believe that he will do what he said he would do, that he's not a man that he would lie. There's so much hope in this season that we are in. The world needs an answer, and the church has the answer. I really believe that if we could just unify, that if the church would not be so divided, and we could unify, we could just unify on one thing, just one thing, and that is that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior.
What a difference it would make if we unify and come together so that they could see. Look, it says that they will know that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another. It's not by the way we love the world. We're supposed to love the world, but by the way that we love one another. Relationship is tough stuff. It takes grit and it takes determination. It's nothing that's going to just happen naturally. You have to be willing to forgive and forget and move on. People are going to offend you. They're going to hurt you. They're going to say things. They're going to do things because we're human. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to be a grudge holder? Are you going to remind them of it week in, week out, month in, month out? Or are you going to grab a hold of that thing, throw it away, and restore connection and relationship? I don't have time for any of the other stuff. I want connection. I want to do what I can to connect. And even right here, right now, if there's something that I've said that you don't agree with, you have an awesome opportunity to grab a hold of that, throw it out, and then let's maintain our connection. You see, when I got saved, I just inherited a whole big messy family. Because that's what, that's what the body of Christ is. It's one big family. And you are absolutely going to do something that I don't like. And what happens in this family is that we can't run away. You should not, look, like in a marriage, you can't just pick up and say, you know what? I'm over you. You're just getting on my nerves. I'm moving on. The grass is definitely going to be greener on the other side of the fence. No, the grass is green where you water it. You can't do that. You see, we keep saying that this is a Christian nation. It was a Christian nation. But we have walked away from a lot of our Christian values. Which is that a man used to get married to a woman. A man and a woman got married. Then they had children. And it was called covenant. And they stuck together through hard times, through good times, through bad times. And there was never talk of divorce. It was a covenant that was made under God. Now it gets too rough. We just pick up our shoes and we walk out the door and we say, there ought to be someone better for me than this one. I said to God one day, I said, God... Sometimes it's really hard to love certain people. They're just like, oh, they're just not nice. They're mean. I said, do you know how hard this is? And I thought, oh, shoot. You do know how hard this is. If he can do it, we can do it. That'll help you not to feel sorry for yourself and be a victim. God requires that we need each other. The only way that we're going to be able to rise up is if we rise up together. I've heard, I've heard people say, you know what? All I need is Jesus. That's all I need. 
I've got God, I don't need anybody else. Well, that's not God's design. Because Adam was walking with God by himself. And God said, it's not good that man be alone and gave him Eve. And it's not, I'm not just talking about marriage covenant. I'm talking about people, relationships. God always was about family and always will be. Come on, give him praise. And this is not um, condemnation. This is not shame. I've been divorced. I can tell you your life is not over after it. But you do have to now refine yourself. I always say my past does not define me, but it will refine me. And so you, I'm, you are not marked by your worst day, but you are marked by Jesus' best moment. And that was the day that he was raised from the dead. Amen? So instead of like fantasizing about what it would be like to be in community, like you hear that, and about having a family and relationships, get in there and create it. Don't wait for someone to knock on your door or to ring your telephone. Just go ahead and start to create it. Pull up your sleeves and get willing, listen to me, be willing to be hurt, be willing to be offended, be willing to say, oh, they just shamed me by saying this out loud or whatever that is. Get over it. Life is too short and we have too much to do. My life is not my own. And the older you get, the more you realize, man, I'm coming down the other side of the hill and I've got things to do and it feels like I'm picking up speed. None of us know the day or the hour. If I were to say to you, Jesus is coming back tomorrow, what would you do? Who would you call? How would you look at your life differently? How would you look at the person sitting next to you differently? Would you want to hug your spouse or would you want to remind them of the things that they said or did that you didn't like? Would you want to honor your mother and your father? Or would you want to remind them of the things that they didn't do for you? I have a feeling our hearts would look a lot different. Because we live life like as if he's never coming back. He's coming back. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand. We have to stand. After you've done all that you know to do, this has got to be our place. We have to stand. And we stand together. 
We stand together as a body of believers, believing with courage, with hope, with faith, with expectation that Jesus Christ is not just our Savior, he's our Lord. And that we hear his voice and we move swiftly and quickly in obedience to what he says. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. Wouldn't you love that? I have so many revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me as a messenger of Satan to buffet me. It's not to buffet. I know it's an old joke, but I'm just saying. Doesn't mean you go to the buffet. Oh my gosh, that was, I thought that was funnier. Thanks, Max. It was better than my one accord joke. You guys all want to hear it again, don't you? Okay, what's the official car of the New Testament? Some of you haven't heard this one. Because they all got in? One accord. I still tell it. That was for Deb. Okay, back to seriousness. Lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. That is good news. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. It's talking about weaknesses. It's not talking about sicknesses. It's important that we get that right. That the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pressure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am made strong. So it says that in this world we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer for he has overcome the world. So what's important here is that not that nothing bad will ever happen, but that when these bad things happen and we go through these hard times, that we hold on fast to the confession of our faith, which is our hope in him. Are you listening to me? That we don't depart from the truth, that we don't get caught up in listening so much to what the world is saying that we forget about what he is saying. It happens so quickly. I'll have people shoot me off like message after message of what people in the world are saying. I don't care anymore. No offense, but I'm tired of listening to all of it. So I am posting and that's all I'm doing. I'm not going scrolling down on Facebook because I can't. I'm tired of listening to all the complaining and all the negativity when I have to keep my eyes on the prize. How many of you know that your life is not your own? I didn't make it that way, sorry. People are looking at me like I'm the bad person here. I didn't do that. Okay, so I wanna talk about David for a moment. I love how David heard 
that there's a giant. There's giants. They're huge, huge, huge people that were coming and wanted to take out the Jews. And I love his response. He's like, listen to this, I love this. I love, somebody says to him, in verse 33 of chapter 17, he says, David says, Saul says to David, you are not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock... I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. So the Lord just spoke to me while I was reading that. The reason why so many people have retreated is because they never learned how to wrestle the lion and the bear before the war ever came. There was no preparation. It's like, now what do I do? I remember my pastor taught me very well when I first got saved. He said, you need to learn now how God can heal you before you ever get sick. Wow. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Seeing he has defied, in other words, challenged the armies of the living God. Modern day would say, not today, Satan. Not today. You are not going to defy the army of the living God. This is just some shepherd boy who was anointed king. He was anointed king in the last chapter. He was anointed a king. This shepherd boy, who was young, believed that he had the capability to take down this giant because he believed that God would do it. He didn't, his ability wasn't in his own ability. It was in God's ability. So he goes and he takes, so Saul's like, oh, wow, this guy's like pretty confident in himself. He says, moreover, David says, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, I've already seen, like what Max said earlier, I've already testified, I've seen testimonies in my life. I've already seen God deliver me. I've already seen God provide for me. I've already seen God do this in other people's lives. I've already watched him be with them. If he did it once, I know that he's going to do it again. That's why there is such power in testimony. It's important that we share with one another what is God doing in your life? What, how is it that you have sales when nobody else is having sales? 
You know what I'm saying? If you own a business, if you're prospering when nobody else is prospering, how is that? Share the testimony so God can do it again. Mm. I know these shoes, they might go flying off my feet. That's the only reason why I'm not. That'd be hilarious if it hit somebody in the head and then we can pray for him. So I'm looking at David and I'm thinking he's going to pursue, he's going to, these three things that we need to do, pursue, retake, and recover. Write it down. Pursue, retake, and recover. Listen, it is time for us to rise up and to take back what the enemy is trying to take away from us. We have freedom in this country, and we will continue to have freedom in this country. And we're also going to regain this country for Christianity. Hmm. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these, for I have not tested them. So he took it all off. He said, this isn't going to protect me anyway. He's going to protect me. Verse 43, so the Philistine says to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Now, it's probably like similar to like me Standing, talking to somebody who's about as high as that, like they were literally were giants. They were huge. And, he, and big. And mean. Okay, you got the picture? This day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the field, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Then David put his hand, just think about how ridiculous this is. David put his hand in his bag. He's running after this giant, this little, this kid, he's a youth. He's got a slingshot. He puts his hand in his bag. The guy's probably thinking, this is hilarious. Are you kidding me? He's gonna kill me with a stone and a slingshot. How many of you ever used a slingshot before? This guy's coming with a sword. Our God. That's why it is so important that we don't try to use earthly wisdom to figure out what we're supposed to do. Because with God, all things are possible. And it doesn't always look the way that we think it should look. And his answer isn't always the way that we think it should be. 
He used a stone, you guys. What are the odds that he pulls that back, lets it go, and it plants it right into his forehead? It sinks all the way back in and kills him and falls to the ground. With God, it was, the odds were great. In the natural, not so much. So he winds up plundering. They wind up going and plundering their goods, chops off his head, and brings it. Because he knew that God would deliver him. Do you think that that same God will deliver us from COVID? Do you think that this same God will deliver us from this economic uprising that's going on? Yeah. He will only do it to the degree that you are actually partnering with him. We have to use our mouth. Pay. It's time for the church to pray and to have action to show the world that we are here and we're taking back our land. Are you listening to me? We were here on um, Tuesday night and it was just like a whole nother level. You could feel, it was like righteous indignation of like God, this is going to end. It's not gonna divide families. It's not gonna divide churches. It's not gonna divide your bride. But what we are seeing is who has been fighting with the bears and the lions and who hasn't. And that is the separation that's taking place. Stand to your feet. I only saw a few people get up and leave, so I'm pretty good. I love you, but I preach to an audience of one. So Father, you are everything. We wanna partner with you. We know, God, that your word is true. We believe that you will do what you said you would do and that love actually looks like something. It's more than just speaking a word. It's actually partnering with your word to seeing it come to pass. Hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. I think Joanna was even prophesying this. That there's like a breaker anointing in this room right now, and it's still here. And I feel like one of the things that he's wanting to break through is doubt and unbelief. And there are some of you too that you just, 
you've never really experienced God in a tangible way, his presence. Once you have, you've tasted that God, you, you don't want, you can never go back. He changes you forever. Can I have the worship team come up, please? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can we sing that last song, please? heard people laughing, not sure why. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. His presence is everything. When I read his word or if I'm worshiping, I go for prayer walks frequently throughout the day. And uh, I'm glad that um, I kind of made this deal with God. I said, you know, I'll keep walking until I feel your presence. I'm glad that he lets me feel his presence before I start to sweat too much. I'm like, I can't go like 10, 20 miles, God. His presence has gotten me through some of the toughest things in my life. And you'll read some of them in my book. When I felt like I couldn't go any further. Life's hard. Nobody said it wasn't. And when you come to know Jesus, it doesn't mean that you got the no more pain card. It just means he's with us. He walks with us. He strengthens us. He gives us the Holy Spirit who strengthens us, empowers us. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. Come on, let's just worship one last time. I want you to really encounter God. May his presence come and overtake you.
You've never failed me yet. 
something wrong with your left ear because mine started like piercing come on up I'm gonna pray for you thank you Jesus
you have anything? You know, it's, do you have anything? It's so funny because um, Pastor Matthew and Rachel aren't here today. Huh, who would have known? Just kidding. <laughs> but you guys did so awesome. Thank you. There's a difference between performance and people who are worshiping. And they are worshiping. That's why you feel the presence of God in this place. That's why it's, it's, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Just kidding, Matthew, if you guys are watching this right now, we love you and we miss you. You better be home soon. I'm going stir crazy. Um, for those of you, if this is your first time here, um, please, out the doors here to the right is the bridge. Um, it's a place for us to connect with you, to put a name with your face, and to get you connected as well. And we have a gift for you uh, back there to just bless you with. Um, this is so fun, isn't it? Everyone's like, I don't wanna leave. Um, can we have the ministry team come up, please? keep hearing according to your faith let it be done unto you so if you believe that you've received breakthrough today in some area then you just walk away knowing that it is finished and that's it's that simple we want to overcomplicate it but it's just not <laughs> it's just done and we just thank you for doing that father I'm gonna be outside here um, assigning some books and um, if you would want to get yourself a copy and I've already gotten so many testimonies honestly this is years uh, in the making of writing this and there's so many tools in it to really help people it's, it's more than just shame it has to do with identity it has to do with destiny and uh, shame is one of the things that tries to keep us from fulfilling our destiny and tries to keep us from understanding our identity but there's a whole lot more that comes with it and so you just have to get the book to to read it and see what all those things are but we love you um, remember Tuesday night um, 6:30, we have prayer um, we need to come together and declare what all of heaven is saying and partnering with Jesus in this season so God bless you you're dismissed Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about The Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.